0: Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery
1: nationwide with code wondery today at squeezed.com.
0: You know what do they call it? The dharma, the Sanatana dharma, the eternal dharma. The eternal eternal way. Within, within that, when you forget all the worldly stuff, you know, the sun starts rising, you 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 experience the like Reality of our shared humanity, which is so much older than Republicans or Democrats or liberals or conservatives. It's so much older than any of that. And that's what we really are, right? That must be what we really are.
1: Welcome to Be Here Now Network. Mr. Duncan Trussell.
0: Hello. Thanks for having me, Robin.
1: So everybody out there, we're celebrating our sixth anniversary. uh, And we have to start this little celebration, which is going to include Duncan and others who helped make this beautiful network happen. And then looking to the future, the kinds of things we're going to be going forward with, with people like Spring Washam and nat kelly uh she's doing an indigenous podcast which will be really cool and spring is a fantastic by the way meditation a mindfulness teacher from jack's camp out west oh. yeah and who is also into shamanistic uh studies and uh ceremony with ayahuasca oh, so yeah pretty interesting um Okay, so everybody, some of this is, well, there's so many people who have joined after the fact over the years, but this would not happen. And Duncan hates it. Night, no, he doesn't hate it. He doesn't give a shit, but he's the guru of Be Here Now Network, and particularly me, because, okay, we got to tell a little story. What happened? You were talking to Ramdas. You had a not Zoom, Skype with Ramdas. Let's yes. start there.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that was just, I didn't know you. I didn't know. So I just couldn't, I went, I was on the website and I saw you could do something called a heart to heart with Rob Doss. Yeah, yeah. I didn't believe, I just thought it wouldn't work. I was incredibly skeptical when I connect, when I like applied to talk to him because it seemed too easy. Like, you know what I mean? There's no, no one asked me for anything. Oh, There's yeah. Put your credit card in or something like that. It was just, you just schedule it. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, so I I thought, oh, so obviously, like maybe like some old part of the website they forgot to take down. But yeah, then all of a sudden, I get this phone call because they call you first. And it's like, and then I'm on, Ramdas is on the screen. Hi. <laughs> <Bye. laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's the best.
1: Oh, my. Wow. What a moment, huh? But something happened. Of course, that's a very profound moment that we've talked about it in different podcasts and Duncan's talked about it on his show. And uh, But something in you after that, not long after that uh, Skype with Ramdas. hey, maybe I should write to the info at ramdas.org uh, yeah. because why aren't they doing podcast what happens i no, don't even know i know
0: this. I, no, I it was depressed and i'd heard that if you like get into service if you help i've never <laughs> heard this before but if you stop no. being like a completely compressed selfish <laughs> asshole and reach out to help people other than yourself sometimes that makes you feel better and so wow. i uh <laughs> so i it was all i had like it was the only uh what else would I have to offer y'all? I can't cook or, you know, so I just, I just emailed you saying, Hey, I have a podcast. I can help you do a podcast. If you wanted to do a podcast.
1: And this is to nobody. This is info at at Ramdas.org, which suddenly got to me and I did not know who Duncan was. This is, I mean, Joe Rogan was maybe the really, the only established podcaster at that time. What is this? This is how many years ago? Is this? this is 10 years ago. It's almost yeah, 10 years ago.
0: Very long time ago.
1: Yeah. And uh, so it was not ubiquitous podcasts as they are now. So it was like not a normal thought that any of us came up with that we no, should be doing this. That
0: was when you still had to tell people what a podcast was. If you invited them <laughs> on the show, they a lot of times they would have no idea what it meant. And it was... Named after a now complete obsolete technology, the iPod. You All know right. that, yeah. yeah. It was like something you listen to on your iPod, but yeah, that was a long time ago.
1: So, I get the uh, I get the email, and I thought, well, wow, you know, I was in the radio business. Along, that's how I met Ramdas. So it's kind of a cool idea. I had a rudimentary understanding, um, and then I said, well, let's talk, and we did. We yeah. had our first conversation in which Duncan explained the whole thing. And then he just said, I don't know. You should just take a uh, an excerpt or a talk, you know, the podcasts are about an hour long. Of course, Duncan himself doesn't like two, three hours now. With, so does Joe. Uh, and, you know. Just kind of intro it yourself. So that way there's a live element to it. And uh, I said, hmm, can you help me though? Mm -hmm. Can you tell me what equipment I need and how do I, but what about distribution? How do you do editing? Oh my God. And um, so the next, so Duncan said, yeah, sure. No problem. And the next thing was, well, why don't we get together and meet up? Yeah. And so uh, Duncan is at the time living in um, in Los Angeles yeah. on the on the north side, Silver Lake. No, not quite. Something Echo well, Park. Something around there. Yeah, right? close enough. You? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and at
0: Village, technically.
1: Yeah, and I I said, okay, well, I'll go over there and meet you. And why don't you tell this part of the story? Well, we,
0: I mean, I you know I. I was very, I was certain that you were going to be like, I don't know, dressed in some weird spiritual costume. I was really worried that you were going to be, uh, I don't know. I just didn't want it. I didn't want it to be cheesy or worse. So I don't know, some kind of like cult, you know, I, I was just a mad. Like my vision of like, all right, I'm. it's probably going to be a dude with like, I don't know, some Necklace that's too big, maybe lots of rings. I don't know, whatever. Crystals all over his body. <laughs>
1: right in <laughs> so the third eye, a big crystal. yeah Who
0: knows? You never know. So when you're, I looked out when you're walking up my steps, like, oh, it's raw goo. I didn't know it was, it's just a normal, cool person. And then, yeah, we did a podcast.
1: Yeah. And, and that
0: was when I got to talk to first time I didn't, as far as I'm aware that I'd ever gotten to hang out with a person who'd met Neem Crowley-Baba in person. And uh, I remember at the end of the podcast going like you left. And I remember looking in the mirror and thinking, oh, how rude that you got this stoned because I felt so high. Yeah, And then I remembered I, I, I it didn't get high. like It was <laughs> yeah. the first time I experienced that weird buzz you get at the retreat, yeah. you know, that yeah. whatever that thing is.
1: Yeah, that thing... That thing there, yeah, I love yeah. that. And meanwhile, I walk in the room and there's a big picture of Maharaji.
0: Yeah, I already had one. that.
1: He's got, you know, in in this room where we're gonna the living room the, do the podcast. And I thought, oh man, what have we done? What, somebody's indoctrinating him. I mean, I didn't say a word about this. It said <laughs> you mu- if somebody's coming over to your house to visit you that was in the community of Ramdas and Neem Karoli Baba, you must have a Big picture on the wall next to you, right?
0: Yeah. This is
1: what I, I'm thinking. Who forced him into this? This is ridiculous. So no,
0: forcing. I just liked his picture.
1: <laughs> that was good.
0: a post breakup apartment, man. So it's like I have him beaming down at you. Yeah. From, you know, it was really, yeah.
1: So the, the uh, beauty, yeah. though, um, in all of this is that. Uh, before my eyes, and we became good friends, which we are to this day. Yeah. And before my eyes, though, I saw a, really a, a transformational thing happened in, in you over a long period of time. And um, I, I don't think I've ever quite, because we spent a lot of time together in one way or another... I never quite experienced that with somebody else that I saw what was happening, you know, over this, this time. And the way that it was integrating was really unusual. And, by the way, the way that you gravitated towards um, Buddhist mindfulness and meditation in the midst of all the, you know, the Gaudi Hindu shit. Yeah. It's the way it happened for us. So for me to see that happening again, you know, is wow. like incredible. It That's was incredible cool. because yeah. it substantiated that that legacy, you know, that that yeah. is a really a strong um, part of the legacy is that kind of combination, you know, with, uh, well, we're doing it at this retreat in Boone, which mm. you, you'll be part of, uh, which is the intersection of Buddhism and Bhakti the intersection um, we called it love and reason discriminating wisdom alongside of the opening of the heart so right. i saw that in you over the span of time it was like uh, a case study which it was that's really so
0: interesting that's so wild yeah you know, yeah and much of it was very spontaneous and you know and i see how the two go hand in hand it's it's you could see how, the, how it how just makes perfect sense that you would want to have some kind of ability to stabilize to know your mind to get familiar with the mind so that you could understand when you're not up in your head you know and, and, and sometimes just do that meditation practice I don't know if you ever had that experience of just all of a sudden you're you're sitting and like if I can remember the first time it happened. It's just the most intense, sweet sadness. I don't know, and, you know, just this incredible, powerful first time it happened. It was so wonderful, but so sad. Not bad, sad, good, sad. But I remember talking to David, like, what is that? And, and he's like, oh, that's you, you radiate. That's the place that it radiates out from. That's the, I think what he meant was, you know, that's, um, maybe bodhicitta, as they call it, or that's the
1: uh, the, heart, the
0: heart of compassion, yeah. you know? But, you know, it, it's not like you can force that or something, just somehow over the course of sitting, it just seems to happen.
1: Where's the sad? To me, the sad, uh, I can't relate quite with what you're saying about the sadness, maybe just. The sadness? Yeah, talk about that. What do you mean by that? Well,
0: if you're way if you've managed to really clamber up in your head like I had managed to do, so that you're pretty much not operating from the neck down, <laughs> then I think any sometimes a lot of the heart, like the feeling of what the heart is, get the first or the first way you might translate that feeling is this is sadness. It's probably not sadness. Uh-huh. You know, that might not even be the right word for the emotion, or maybe it's a not nuanced enough or something like that. But If you've been evading your heart, probably part of the reason you've been doing that is because you associate it with sadness. You associate it with getting your feelings hurt or Mm. you associate it with vulnerability. Mm. And if suddenly it just decides to open for a second and it gives you a glimpse, then you're like, oh, that's the thing I got really good at not connecting to.
1: You know... Here's another interpretation or definition that that makes sense to me. Uh, and has happened to me once that thing opened up as you're suggesting. The heart opens up. Whatever silly analogies you want to make. Once that happens, then there's a place, wow. It's like you went in and you had a hug and us for the first okay. time. That this is what happened to me with named baba. And then that was it's the best thing you ever had. My God. Yeah. And then you, you go off and you walk around the block, you're doing whatever, and you start to miss it. So, and then there it, it takes a um, a seat in your being, this, what you call sadness, what I call longing. Yeah. To connect back with it. Yeah. Like it's not, you're, you're, that is a principle... Uh, part of the devotional path, actually. And it's, uh, for me, it, the, I love Indian music. I love music in general. But what I most love is is the, and I found out about this later, actually my teacher in, the, in all of this was Ja Utal, who really knew the Indian system and could sing and play Indian instruments. And there are certain ragas that absolutely have the ingredient of, the desire to merge and become one with yeah, that longing, you know, um, uh, one of them, the, mo- I mean, to me, like, if I hear this, it's just, I go like that. It's called Bhairavi. Yeah, everybody out there and whoever's doing show notes for wherever the hell this <clears throat> talk appears, yeah. Bairavi. Anyhow, so that may be another way of, of saying what yeah. you're saying.
0: Sadness whatever yeah. you want to call it, longing, you know, it's just, it's interesting, this thing, because it's it's like, uh, what an experience to, um, what an experience to suddenly you're longing for something that isn't uh, not the usual stuff
1: you no, Yeah, right, longing. it's not physically manifested right in front of you here. It, yeah. There is that agendaza, you know, yeah, yeah. The, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's a wild feeling, that's an incredible yeah. feeling. And, and you mm. know, if you're a if you're primitive like me, you go, sadness, sadness, <laughs> sadness. Yeah. You don't go blogging for the transcendent. You're yeah. more like, I don't think I'll meditate anymore. I don't know <laughs> what that is, but what?
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. but it gets
0: better. It gets better.
1: Yeah. So uh, just to finish our little um, introduction to everybody out there who didn't know the antecedents of Be Here Now Network. Of course, this is all about Ramdas. Yes. Be Here Now. Uh, yeah. And, uh, the other thing that happened that I must, uh, honor you about is, um, so Duncan started coming then to the retreats in Maui and, uh, you can listen to a couple of podcasts that we did either a mind rolling or in Duncan Trussell family hour that describe, you know, it was at a very, um, crucial point in your life with your mother's passing, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and I, you went with me and we went over to Ramdas's house. So it's a great story. But more of what happened, what I'm trying to say is, Duncan started coming to the retreats. And Duncan can do nothing but talk about everything in his life. And this was part of it. Yeah. And then other people from the family <laughs> yeah. hour listenership started yeah. coming to the retreats. And a lot more of next generation, right? Who follows Duncan has been for many years, and suddenly, after, after Ram Ramdas says to me, when I say, "What do you look into in the future? What should we be doing to fulfill the mission of the foundation, and what you want?" And he said, "Reach out to the next generation and make this all of these teachings available to them in That's whatever cool. way they want it." And of course, the podcast. So the first thing was the podcast network, and then the next thing was uh, Duncan's joining us, and then Duncan and I did various uh, at every one of these things. If we first we started out talking to Ramdas, there's some hilarious yeah, stuff that- with with our chats with Ramdas, and then I'm we started sorry. doing stuff just he and I uh, doing sort of a live podcast, and um, the way that that. It was part of a big change that happened, and the profoundness of Ramdas's desire for for this to be made available to next generation, and the way that that got fulfilled. It's like, thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. I thank you. I mean, give me a break. I I love the story. Okay, but I mean you would have done a podcast network. It was a matter of, I just got lucky because I'm the first person. It's like, I'm sure when electric light bulbs came out, somebody (laughs) was like, you introduced me to electric (laughs) light bulbs. Thank you. You would have, but you know, I will take take it where I could get it. Thank you so much. I mean, those retreats have really been one of the greatest things in my life and, and, uh, you know, your association and the association with the Satsang, of course, has is, is really helped, um, you know, at least slightly sand down some of my rough edges. <laughs> Pretty great.
1: Oh, uh, Ram, 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 Ram. Well, since this is Ram Das's network, and uh, it's amazing how alive he is through these teachings and yeah. through all the media that we have. Um, Boy, oh boy, oh boy. When I went in, it's a little bit um, personal, but I'll share it. When I went back, after he died, I was in the house and in his room, and it was all, you know, powerful vibrations were still there. And I went, um, what was it? So that was 2020, and then we had the retreat that you couldn't do (laughs) sorry about that uh in 2021 so yeah a couple of years later and uh i went up and i sat in his room where they still had where he was laid out and the flowers and all that stuff Mm -hmm. um his room was exactly as it was and i had i just sat and meditated and i i just and i don't have visionary stuff go on let me tell you that's not part of my makeup yeah. so but i did suddenly i saw there was maharaji in my mind's eye this wasn't a darshan thing but it was in yeah. my mind's eye there was maharaji and then i look over there's ramdas next to him wow. and i had this thought oh wow you just wanted to stay there good idea yeah
0: yeah exactly <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, boy.
0: I, yeah, I think people got that feel. He was sticking around longer for us. He's in that, you know, a, a, a body. There was still, I think, a lot of physical pain he was enduring. And remember that last, the last mala ceremony. Yeah, remember that.
1: Yeah, he's yeah, that totally We, have a- if it's on film, we have a beautiful film of it. Yeah. Uh, that shows actually because uh, Ramdas is. Uh, the the first time we could have the memorial at the at the uh, Hanuman Temple in Taos is only at Guru Purnima this July, well, this month just turned July. So uh, he, he that fi- so I took a look at that film again because they asked what what could we show just to get ready yeah. Everybody- yeah, and it is incredible.
0: Incredible.
1: It's both him at the temple coming in, and he just. I was in the temple. I'd never been in it before. I I came after he was somewhere else. He had already been there. And then he was wheeled in in his wheelchair, and he went right in front of Hanuman, and I was just off to the right. And then he just broke down crying, and I did. I, I mean, it was just such a huge emotional thing for him. He had gotten that murti installed, you know, whatever, 35, 40 years previously. And then there it was, housed finally in something... Um, uh, just extraordinarily beautiful, you guys gotta uh-huh. come out you're not that far now. you can come out, you can drive not that out there far. yeah, so um but Ramdas i now everybody out there probably knows mostly through me I'm sure uh it it's because I talk about it all the time. I'm like fixated on the movie of me and transcending it, and Duncan and I have been working on uh, an audio book yeah. from the movie of me to the movie of us. Yes. And I just happened to be looking through some notes of things I did with Ramdas and uh, from his talks. So I'm going to quote something, okay? Okay. This is from Ramdas. We got so busy being individuals. It's all about what do I need? What do I want? That we threw out our web of connection to extended family and community. We threw, it, we threw it over in our zeal to be individuals. Does this not ring big bells in, yeah. in individuals in this country and what's going on? And we ended up dealing with a tremendous amount of pathology around alienation. To me, this so describes mm-hmm. what's happening now yeah. and a major issue that um, is very worthwhile to uncover.
0: yeah alienation yeah you um that's that's a perfect analysis i think of a a problem it's so it's you know i uh i i think maybe if there is anything good about being like incredibly selfish for the majority of your life is that when you start experimenting with like not doing that for me that's you know, I have kids and, um, um, you know, cooking for them or watching them eat food that I've cooked for them or, you know, just putting them in front of me or putting the family in front of me. And any time that happens, personally, subjectively, I have peak experiences. I have I have the experience that I was going for via, like, the opposite route, which is like, what's the... You know, what's the best mixture of drugs and sex, mm-hmm. location? And if you had just the right place, you might get an inkling of this feeling. And then, you know what I'm saying? Suddenly you realize, oh, wow, I see the mistake. It was obvious. In fact, it's like so obvious that <laughs> it's embarrassing almost. But we know when you do realize that the cliche, the stuff that might as well be written on cereal boxes mm-hmm. it is true.
1: Yeah, that's the horror. Actually. It's, not,
0: it's not like it's a secret. It's yeah. not like it has, isn't the thing, the like Cocoa Mel in the cartoon my kids watch. My kids watch. It's not like it's not from the very beginning being put out there. But when you really do start doing those experiments in it, uh, it's the be- It's the greatest. It's a real relief to realize that you don't really need to. It's it, 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 this isn't a supernatural phenomena. That the bliss the joy the sense of connection the feeling of coming home the feeling of hope or possibility outside of whatever your karmic patterns are to get there it's not complex it's the least complex thing ever which is why one of the stories of Neem Karoli Baba i always think about which is you would say feed people
1: uh-huh well, feed yeah people. how do i raise kundalini feed people Ram yeah. got pissed at that I need a secret Buddhist teaching here. All my friends are getting these secret teachings and they're going into these incredible states. So if I can't, well, then how do I, how do I get enlightened? There must be a, love everyone. Yeah, And Ram Dass just fell apart at that point because it was too simple. Yeah. It's just too simple for us.
0: Yeah, that's it. Simple, infuriatingly simple. Yeah, But thank God it's simple. What a disaster if it wasn't. What a disaster if it required something more than that. And, um, (laughs) you know, what a disaster. If you did have to go to some high peak or down into the center of the earth or find the secret city of Shambhala or some ancient scroll or something.
1: On the other hand, we got plenty of problems. The stuff that you and I have been talking about, uh, that Krishnas' brilliant idea of the movie of me, you're the uh, chief protagonist, writer, director, producer, all the bit parts 24-7. And, uh, and Duncan and I talked at one time in one of these shows that we did and talking about, well, why are we doing this? You know, we all know that we just came up. As soon as you get a name, you get individua- individualized. Is that a word?
0: Yeah, individuated.
1: Individuated. Good. You took more English at school than I did. Um, And in that individuation, separation seems so natural.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: Sure. So we all know this stuff and it's like, oh, okay. On the other hand, I said to you, I remember saying to you, I'm just sick and tired of it. I This is decades and I've done a lot of spiritual work, yeah. you know, and uh, as conscious as I, I could have uh, practiced all of what we're talking about, I did. And yet these, the uh, sometimes much more than vestiges, like before this podcast, I don't know why. I just went to get a drink of water. And, you know, there's the filtered water system. And I open it up. It's gushing water. And it won't stop even when I turn the tap off. Uh, I go, wait, you can't do this to me. I got a putt. Uh, what the? And, you yeah. know, I did that. And I went, oh, Jesus. Yeah. God help me. Uh, yeah. It's still there. It's very difficult that there's still this. There's no spaciousness in that moment. There's a reaction. There's the jumping into it. You get a host of other things that Sharon Salzberg calls piling on. It's a football term. I don't know how yeah. she got it, but yeah, throw the whole kitchen sink at this huge disappointment, you know. And uh yeah. so it was like enough. And I thought, well, if we if you and I talked about it enough, maybe we'd get it out of our system a little nah. bit.
0: No, maybe a little, maybe a little. I mean, I I As I told you, I did this. uh, I just did a podcast with Sri Sri Gurudev Ravi Ravi Shankar. And he, wow, what a wow. But he, you know, one of the things he was saying is, I think he was quoting Jesus, uh, saying that you, where Jesus was saying you should become like a child to enter the kingdom of heaven and pointing out, like, you know, children, which I'm, Neck deep in right now, (laughs) you know they will burst into a a a a rage. You know Uh, they they will get angry or sad or devastated, fall to the ground completely defeated by life because you're not giving them a graham cracker. You know, (laughs) like but but perfect. It's like it's it's like the pictures they put on the on the on the newspaper when the stock market's crashing. At the the people at the stock market, the same level of despair.
1: Yeah, the guy in the exchange where his necktie is like pulled I down to his it. belly and his shirt's disheveled, his hair's all over the place. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God. But
0: then I mean this is the point he was making, within a few moments they're laughing. They're they're not remembering
1: the kids, not the guy the stockbroker. Stock that's no. the
0: difference. No, see that's the difference. That's the difference.
1: yeah, yeah, right there. You know the the that and, and you
0: know, it's that human tendency to cling to the suffering, to remember for ever. Yeah, that's the guy who didn't give me the graham cracker when I wanted. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't. They don't remember yeah. that. And so, so, or if they do that, it's just, it's gone. They're in so in the moment. They're so in the moment, and yeah. I think that's why Jesus use them as this example, because I think the heart must be the kingdom of heaven. That must be what he was Mm talking
1: about. Yeah. 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 That's so great. Yeah. Well, lest you be a child, you shall not know the kingdom. Um, Oh, now another thing is uh, related to Duncan and the work that he has done. And of course, I think many of you are familiar with that great uh, Netflix show Midnight Hour? Gospel. Gospel. Midnight Hour. Midnight Gospel. Which, uh, what's wrong with you people at Netflix?
0: <laughs> Give him a break. God. No, no one like that's the thing. When I said it got canceled, everyone got so mean to Netflix. And it's like
1: (laughs) they so mean that like giving me a show. Two and a half million people quit Netflix after they heard that. (laughs) I don't
0: want that to happen. Like they gave me a show. We walked in with like the weirdest idea ever. And they did it. So I lo- I'll love them forever for it. You know, I don't, mm, you know, it's so like,
1: what a great I thing. You
0: can't help it. The algorithm rejected the Midnight Gospel, or who knows, whatever the reasons are. But
1: yeah. Yeah. No,
0: they let it come into being.
1: Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, one central core connectivity really between Duncan and Ramdas is humor. And I just I had to you know something we actually haven't talked about, and it's it's a large part of the uh, antidote to the movie of me is humor that we're not taking ourselves so self seriously, etc., okay. etc. Cetera, et cetera. And in the movie becoming nobody, the director Jamie said to Ramdas, well, what are the two bi- pieces of advice you would give to somebody on the path? What would they be?" And he went, "Love and humor." Okay. Isn't it? And here's here's what he said. In uh, oh, we have this great book, Ramdas' Words of Wisdom book, with it with by theme. Oh God, I'm sorry. Humor puts this is Ramdas. Humor puts things in perspective. To me, that says it all right there. Uh, There are many levels of humor: the humor of survival, the humor of sex and gratification, the humor the humor in Connected with power. That's cool. Beyond all these, there's a humor that's filled with compassion. It is reflected in the tiny upturn in the Buddha's mouth. Mm -hmm. For he sees the humor in the universal predicament. All beings are lost in illusion. Yet he knows that they will awaken from that illusion, for they are. At heart, already enlightened, he knows that what seems so hard for them is, from another perspective, their path to liberation. Wow, that That's is a great cool. quote, huh? Yeah, that is. Boy, cool. Ramdas is good at it's that. Not that. the
0: funniest quote I've ever heard in my life, but definitely.
1: No. no, it wasn't meant to be funny. It was meant to just point to the the reality, and you know, and my query to you is uh, who. I've been doing a hell of a lot of stand-up lately. Yeah. Uh, by the way, go fun. to Duncan Trussell Family Hour and see his schedule. He's all over the country. Okay, uh, and catch up with him and tell him Ragu sent me. Um, yeah. So, what is it for you? On on both the um, the temporal meaning worldly. You know, this is part of your work, and you know your your. You're focusing on being able to have people erupt really into a place that they lose their mind because they're, they're not thinking. It's just like they're stirred into this wonderful, yeah. pleasing uh, condition. And then there's the reality of it from what Bramdas is talking here, which is perspective that puts you in a, in, in a perspective that really can help change your life. What's the question? I can't remember all that. The question is, how does it work for you when you're working versus when it it when works as a as a uh, spiritual perspective?
0: Well, I mean, I think what Ramdas is talking about is uh, maybe that's a place where you might think, like it might produce some great jokes or something like that. But um, what Ramdas is talking about, I'm trying to get you this here i want to send you this real quick look at this this is one of my favorite paintings it's a christian painting Uh it's called christ in the desert and this you know my interpretation of this thing i want to send it to you right now uh so that you can look at it maybe we can talk about it because when you look at it for the first time it doesn't seem very funny
1: don't I have to give you sharing privilege? I think. No, I just sent it to you. Just put uh, you put that link in your. You emailed it? Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, give you
0: sharing privileges.
1: Huh? Can you give me sharing yeah. privileges? Yeah, I can give you sharing privilege. Please. Yeah. One. Uh. I'm gonna make you. The host. All right. Now you have the power. Okay, okay. this is crazy. Something. You guys can see this on YouTube, by the way. Those of you who are listening to this, you could take a look at it. Wow, it's it looks like an image of Christ meditating on a rock, right?
0: Yeah, right. But you know, if you look, if you look at it uh, for a second, even though like you know, obviously he's exhausted. This is when, is when I, like this is when Christ has I, I um. This is after the temptation. This is like when he goes to the desert, the four, you know, Mara, it's Buddha's enlightenment. This is the Christian Buddha's enlightenment. But this is the great realization, I think, of what's ahead of him. And obviously that wasn't like something you would definitely, you would be that excited about. But if you look at this enough, you will see in the most subtle way, that smile that Ram Dass is talking about the recognition mm. of the absurdity mm. of doing anything to try to ease the suffering of the planet. The, uh, and, but most importantly, the absurdity of like the fact that any human being has that potential. That's how I interpret that. And mm-hmm. within that is where the smile starts happening because it's the coolest thing ever. How could you not smile? Even though your body, you have this body, you're in the desert spiritually, literally the world this dry, dead, rotten, terrifying place. Once you hear that thing you were talking about, the Haagen-Dazs thing in your heart, you know Um, what I mean? There's a part of you.
1: Haagen-Dazs in your heart. Yeah. That's the part where you realize,
0: oh yeah, everything's going to be fine. Even here in the desert. Mm where nothing should be alive, or no, I shouldn't be. That's my interpretation. That's the cosmic giggle, the big smile, whatever you want to call it. But it's not a fake bullshit spiritual smile. It's not a smile that is ignorant of the reality of all the suffering in the world. And and is not a smile that's trying to hide that from itself or from anybody else. I think that's where the comedy part comes in. That's where the jokes come from.
1: Okay. You Um, got to stop screen sharing though.
0: Not being, uh, yeah, not being, uh, not being afraid to, uh, to, uh, not being afraid to acknowledge those aspects of the world. I don't know how to stop screen sharing. Stop share. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. This is like,
1: we're in the moment here, everybody just, uh, not planning anything. Um, I think the biggest thing that I have is a takeaway from humor that really does open up a space so that you're not jumping down your your throat is taking the self i said this before, but taking the self seriousness out of the equation, like this faucet is leaking and water's going everywhere, and I can't find the shut off and I got a podcast and then there's a little smile that happens in the corner of of the of the screen which is a bunch of clouds but there's one corner that's just this is the you know analogy for emptiness there's a little part of the screen or the picture that is blue and the clouds actually will move further away so that that takes over more of the screen of the picture of your perspective so that you calmly go and you find the shut off valve and you leave everything this is what just happened to me so that you can have a conversation with your friend at the podcast so that uh perspective of of just taking out like self seriousness this Yeah,
0: you can't see below my waist here, but I'm actually naked from the waist down sitting on my gimp. You know, to me, that's the comedy of the situation is like anytime we have a conversation, I have somebody who is our gimp, leather clad, beautiful person that I like to sit on when I'm talking to my spiritual friends.
1: Okay. That's an awful image though. I, I, think. Why? I have to get that out of my head.
0: Don't be sex negative, Ragu. It's
1: oh crazy. God. He loves it. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. You got here's
0: your water. It's a joke. I've got my
1: gimp. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. This uh More. Moving more into uh, talking about uh, us and them, As Ram Ramdas, I don't know. He talked about that so much from the first days that he gave talks uh, after he first came back from India. It's just extraordinary. The cult of, is Ramdas. The cultivation of compassion means that you also appreciate what the mainstream. Con- this is today. This is he could have said this yesterday. The cultivation of compassion means that you also appreciate what the mainstream consciousness is about and why those people are the way they are. And instead of making them into, quote, unquote, them, that they're part of, quote, unquote, us. This is our whole audio book core thing. And I think that that's part of what compassion is. It's to realize there's no them This is just all of our body parts which play in the systems that are interdependent, interdependent. And I feel very much part of a system in which any one of these uh, politicians that we see on television is a part. I'm loosely quoting now. Yeah. It's just the question of where us keeps moving. As long as I don't define it into a polarization, there's a real chance the whole organism can move together. Yeah. Is that, that says it all. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, you know, Cornfield's book, I think it's called Bringing the Dharma Home. You know that book? It's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great audio book. I've been listening to it, but uh, he, in line with that, he was talking about how uh, I don't know. There was someone who was studying apes, and uh, people couldn't get close to them. It's like the it's not Jane Goodall. I can't remember the name of the researcher, but you know the 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 gorillas would freak out when humans came around, mm. become very defensive and seem quite scary. This researcher. The only difference between him and the other researchers who'd freaked the gorillas out is that he went in there without a gun. He didn't have a weapon. And because he didn't have a weapon, they didn't, you know, they under I guess they understand guns. They weren't, they let they were like allowing him in. So the tribalization, the polarization. The you're wrong, I'm right, whatever. I'm I'm on the left, you're on the right, I'm on the right, you're on the left, I'm a liberal, you're a conservative, so we can't be friends, or whatever the thing, the philosophical weapon that you bring into your encounters with people that you consider to be the other, can only make them defensive. It can only make them do the same thing to you. Yeah. So I think what Ram is talking about there is, can you? hang out with these, you know, idiots, these <laughs> drooling backwards, aggressive, rotten, misogynistic, right-stealing, anti-human, anti-abortion, anti-women's rights, anti seemingly most things on earth, that. Just like people have been huffing some kind of fascist glue, each one a mini Mussolini, someone who, (laughs) it would be better, it would be, maybe it would be better if we rounded them all up and put them into, into, I don't know, jails, re-educated them or sent them into the Musk's Martian colonies. Can you be around these, I'm I'm just kidding, they're not like that. I don't know why, I was just trying to do a tirade of joking. That's what they think of us too. These yeah, people absolutely. are just us. You, Raghu, I probably might hate to hear this. You, If you'd had the right set of conditions in your life, you'd be driving around proudly flying a Trump flag right now in the back of your big truck, not listening to kirtans at all, <laughs> listening to some kind of like, you know, pop country music, Miller Lite and a cozy while you drive around thinking about rodeos. That could happen to you if you'd had the right set of circumstances. So I don't think we like to realize that because if you realize that, then the enmity, all the fun of being aggressive, all the fun of creating a scapegoat, all the fun of imagining there is a singular enemy in the world that, because if you think there's a singular enemy embodied in some group of people, then there's hope. Destroy or get rid or get rid of that group of people. World peace will follow. Then you know what I mean? you got to give all that up. You have to give I, it
1: all up. Uh, yes, I know, but I'm having a hard time. Now, particularly the most recent thing, and you know, and this is me completely in polarization, by the way. And that's, again, humor is good because you realize, oh, isn't that fun? Okay, you want to play that for a while as long as you're yeah. not putting your complete belief system into it. Okay, go ahead and play with it a little bit. And that's... I mean, they cut off the ability of controlling and diminishing coal burning. Okay? The Supreme Court cut that off, cut the EPA off. So maybe, maybe everybody would say, well, you know, these people can't possibly do the right thing because it's political. Yeah. And they're they're, you know, at the you know, beck and call of whoever's in power and so on and so forth. But how could they even think of doing something like that without any kind of idea of what the right thing, this is so, this is wrong thinking written large. Yeah. We are all in this boat. If there's one thing that we should be able to completely connect with, it's about our, environment and what we are doing and what we have been doing for so long since the industrial revolution and isn't that a way for us to come together and uh, you know it, it we are so far apart we are so polarized
0: i don't see that's the thing i don't think we are polarized i a, i think the polarization is an illusion whenever i get around i'm in texas now and I'm in Austin. So I'm in this great place where the two, where there's like hyper conservative, super right wing people and super left leaning people. Man, whenever I get around the super conservative people, they're the sweetest people you've ever met in your life. They would do any, I'm not being hyperbolic at all. They are the least mean, least aggressive people. I've, I've, like, they're very generous. They, They'll help you. They don't, they'll help you without, they just want to help. So it's like, this is the problem is when you're not in, when you, when you've tribalized and you've gone off in your own little quadrant of whatever it may be with people who agree with you and you're not crossing paths with them, then you start imagining things about them that just aren't true. Mm -hmm. They're not like that at all. A lot. They love kids. They want big families. They love Jesus. You know what I mean? They're, they 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 will give they will invite you into their house and cook for you and if you needed help with anything they would do that and they when they're when they're thinking about people like us you know they think we're like snorting cocaine getting adrenochrome injected into our <laughs> arms you know what I mean they think that we're you know uh, worshiping owl gods or something because they haven't been around us and and. And that's our fault. Owl gods, Moloch. You know, a lot of them think like, oh, right, that, that, that there's a secret.
1: Early. The point is, monkey gods, maybe, but
0: you do worship a monkey god. <laughs> no, it's. But you're you're not doing cocaine or adrenaline. The the point is, you get around, and you would do anything for anybody, and that's the truth. And you get around. We need to mix together more because mm-hmm. you start mixing together with people who have vastly different belief systems than you do vastly different politics than you do. And you mix with them, not because you want to teach them a lesson, not because you're like, I'm going to descend here down into the peanut gallery and try to heal the world or some gross stuff like that. (laughs) Put down your gun, put down whatever it is you're using to define them or whatever form you're trying to force them into and just spend a little time with them. Listen to what they're saying. A lot of them are like really wonderful, wonderful people. I'm not saying they all are, obviously. But the ones I've encountered, I can't believe how nice they are. I can't believe how, how welcoming and sweet they are. And also how polite they are. They're not trying to dig into your politics. You know what I mean? They're just
1: This cool. goes. This is like, God, I, I every time you go to this place, this beautiful place, heart-centered and connective, it's just it's really lovely. But then yeah. I do remember the first podcast that we did, when did we where start the Molotov, Molotov <laughs> Cocktails yeah. podcast. Yeah, this is your fault. You did See this, this is the complete evolution of a man, Duncan Trussell. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, when I had when I talked to Gurudev Ravi Shankar and you're, and he's saying, you know, this it's just not going to work. We can't, you can't tribalize like this. We can't be so into this is right and that's wrong and this, because in that you forget the thing that I think he didn't say this, but I mean, I translated it into, uh, you know, what do they call it? The Dharma, the Sanatana Dharma, the eternal, the eternal way, family, eating together, singing together, walking together, working together within, within that, When you forget all the worldly stuff, it doesn't matter who you're hanging out with. Within that, you know, the sun starts rising. You experience the, like, reality of our shared humanity, which is so much older than Republicans or Democrats or liberals or conservatives. It's so much older than any of that. And that's what we really are, right? That must be what we really are. So- Mm. And, you know again not saying that there should not be an activist or, 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 or an, an attitude of like trying to you know get in social justice and death.
1: everything else environmental look
0: at joan roshi joan halifax a perfect yeah. example of the synergy between those two yeah. possibilities Jeez. you know it is possible but i you know the the, the other thing ramdas is famously, like one of his uh, famous, I think he was giving a lecture, he probably told this story more than once, is you go to a peace rally and people are holding signs that say <laughs> peace, going, peace! Peace! You know, it's like, <laughs> that's that. that's not peace. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so I think when you run into people like Roshi Joan Halifax or uh, Gurudev, Ravi Shankar, Ramdas, or any of these people, you realize that they are not Passive, they are in the world trying to help, but the the energy behind that mm. yeah. helping is not a is not aggression. It's love, yeah. it's compassion, yeah. and it's somehow tireless. I think mm. the reason they it's tireless or that they they have all that energy is because it just is exhausting to be angry all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. And let's just transport that concept to our inner workings each one of us and that's what i said about why are we doing this audiobook the movie of me or the movie of us cuz <clears throat> i said i'm exhausted yeah from right. this inner polarization i mean and it's and i'm you know i i do pretty well i've got you know my sense of humors intact yeah I have enough mindfulness and understanding of, of my neurotic tendencies through our show. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. been our therapy. Yeah. which is what I thought it would be. And uh, at the same time, it, uh, there is no way that this just happens because you want it to. You know Ramdas' just a last little quote from Ramdas before we leave. He said, what we need to do is become an environment where other people can come up for air.
0: Oh, wow.
1: That that says it all. And the thing is, that takes practice. Yep. You know, Duncan got sick. uh, We were talking maybe, I don't know, a month or two ago, and he was telling me, I'm just sick of this 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 attempt at discipline and, and daily meditation and, yeah. and, and contemplation. And I got a family here. Okay. I got yeah. I got to get out there and earn some money. I got small children and you know, this, uh, I'm just, uh, sometimes you just let go of everything. Right. You said something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then what did I say? I said, I don't know. There's not two things. There's only one thing. And from that one thing, whatever needs to happen, you trust in, you trust in intuition, which is my favorite uh, practice is working on trusting the intuition that's inside of us to lead us into complete uh, uh, unification with what your dharma is. And you just let go into that, you know? Yeah. And And um, so I just, uh, yeah, it's... It, the way in which the integration of the the um, the me and the we is in starts inside ourselves starts with st- stop talking shit to yourself yeah i mean if, if if that was put into a you know if if everything was recorded and put into a little book of how you talk to yourself and you published it, you'd be a pariah right. for being so nasty and mean, right. just mean-spirited, you know? Yeah. And uh, so just starting there, you know, just the most simple starting points yes. of of just integrating uh, humor, awareness, mindfulness, and stop killing ourselves, you yeah. know, stop that killing. It's got to stop now. after the war. Yeah. And then the war outside ourselves, which is all of the issues we've been talking about from political polarization, social polarization, what we're dealing with as, as a people in, on a globe right yeah. now, um, nothing can happen until that inner polarization is, is breached.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you know, like I caught myself looking at myself in the mirror the other day and bef- like unconsciously looking at myself going, you fat fuck. You know what I mean? Just like it popped out right away. You fat fuck. Who is that? And I don't want that to be my last words. I mean, (laughs) you know what I mean? What happens if I keel over? What happens if that's just like whatever? My heart stops right after I said that to myself. So I I think like, yeah, being aware of that, whatever that is. And then weirdly, you can't then say to the thing that called itself a fat fuck, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why you talking <laughs> fat fuck? Because now you're three things in a fight with each other. So, but ultimately, you know, I do hear what you're saying. It's like it's got to start yeah. with the internal aggression against oneself, as yeah. our Lord Jesus yeah. said, "A yeah. house divided upon itself
1: cannot yeah. stand." Uh, oh, very good, Rebbe. Rabbi, Rabbi uh, and and uh, here's the last thing because I I found I. I can't get this out of my head for the last, I don't know, many months that I found in the Ramdas Words of Wisdom book. I myself stand in need of the arms of my own kindness. Wow. I mean, that, that, hey, everybody just take that on and go, okay, this is, just start there. Just start there there by sitting quietly for a few minutes and just doing that practice, you know, so... There you go. Thank you for being here.
0: Anytime, Ragu. I love these conversations. I'll, anytime. Thank you for being here, Ragu.
1: And and Keep thank going. you, thank you, thank you for really being part of how this network came to be. And, you know, 6th anniversary is not nothing. Not nothing. Uh, and uh many more anniversaries I hope we get to uh, we're um, celebrating in At the same time, any any kind of support that we can get from people, we appreciate for Love Server Member Foundation, Be Here Now Network, and everything else that we're doing. So uh, I will. uh, I'll see you next time.
0: See you next time, my friend. Love, love. Thank you. Bye, bye. Bye.